0: Welcome to the Australian Property Investment Podcast with your host, Aaron Christie David. Each episode, we ask an expert to share their key insights for aspiring investors to make confident property choices. G'day, everyone. My name is Aaron Christie David, and welcome back to another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast. Uh, for those that haven't tuned in, as I said, my name's Aaron. I run a mortgage broking business called Atelier Wealth the goal behind our podcast was really to answer a lot of questions that we were getting on, on a day-to-day basis. We thought, right, why don't we take those questions and put it in front of an expert who knows best. And so each episode, we bring into the studio what I call best in breed. So someone in our respective uh, professional in their industry who knows the ins and outs, and we can really just go straight to the heart of the, the questions and hear from them. And today's Guest is a wonderful guy, um, and I say that as, I mean we get a lot of wonderful guests in here, but you are a true gentleman, and I'm pleased to introduce Craig Bieler from True Pride. G'day, mate.
1: G'day, mate. Very, very kind intro. Not at all. Not really.
0: <laughs> you're almost blushing there
1: because I'm blushing. You
0: are, mate. But uh, and you're not. Uh, I won't say you're not because you're, you're you're quite humble uh, from what you've achieved. But just having a chat is so easy, um, and that's why I think you've probably had the success that you have because it's not sales. It's it's care. It's service. And for those that don't know what Craig does. Uh, you're a planner by background, but specialist in, in risk insurance. And uh, that's, uh, that's the nature of what I to have a to chat to you about today. This uh, conversation is general in nature and, and <laughs> not intended to give advice. So, but before we go there, a little bit about yourself. So Matt, as long as, um, intrigued to read that you got 17 years of the planning experience. I actually looked that? it up today. I started in
1: 2003. I looked at it. You, you like th- walk out of
0: like year I 10. I, 10. Actually, you a baby I might
1: have walked out of year 10, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I was full-time planning while I was at uni. Yep. And um, so I started doing work experience there and I set off the fire alarm actually just down the down the road on my very first day. It was there in you St. Go. Leonard's. Yep. And you can, oh, there's a recording of me on the answering machines back in those <laughs> days. And it was me with a broken voice saying that I'm just the work <laughs> experience kid. a security cold. And so that gets played back occasionally as no. it is recorded, yeah. but yeah, it has been a fairly long, long journey. But certainly, as all good journeys are, yeah, right?
0: you've learned a lot, and that's that's been a great tenure in it. In, in a, I'd say an industry that's gone through a lot of change in seventeen years, right?
1: Yeah, so it's it's definitely very different to where I started and where I saw things being. And mm. I think it's trying to work out things that fit my personality. Like at the start, it was trying to justify how a young person could be in the, an industry like that. How can yeah. you help someone who you know, you've you've never had any wealth, you've never built any experience. I Mm. think that was what naturally drew me to the insurance was that, you know, I hadn't achieved much financially, you know, I was starting out but I couldn't uh, one of my, my first bosses, Craig Banning said to me, you know more about this than they do. (laughs) And it was something I hadn't really thought too much about. And when I dove deeper and deeper into it and then tried to get more experience with the claim side of things, which was really important to me. Um, I did pro bono work with the cancer council, which got me into that space. And from there, it sort of really sort of narrowed that focus to the insurance as much as I possibly can.
0: Fantastic. And a bit about yourself, and you got a lovely uh, now fiance. Now fiance, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so
1: twelve months ago, uh, yeah. it was uh, proposed on her birthday. So it just narrows down dates mm-hmm. to remember, which is genius <laughs> <Yeah>. by me. <laughs> um, but no, so we're just sort of planning what we do with with weddings in this yeah. new world. But um, yeah, so that's exciting. We just got our. Big, uh, fur child. Yeah, your fur baby. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a funny thing to call, but yeah, massive Labrador is about 50 kilos. Wow. So yeah, no, it's been good. But, um, yeah, we're back in Sydney now. We've been sort of up and back between. Cause you've yeah, been able to
0: transition between Melbourne and Sydney and yeah, almost got two homes, don't you? Sydney yeah. And Melbourne, well, it's been good. Those. I think
1: Melbourne's a little bit different when we left. We, we had both COVID. So we, we mm-hmm. thought we'd go through the lockdown in Melbourne, and then get away from it. And we came here and found ourselves in <laughs> another one, but it was very different being sort of near the beach versus um, Melbourne, which is pretty draconian with the 5K mm-hmm. limitation and that sort of thing too. But, yeah, no, it's been – Not a- an uncommon move at the moment, people kind no. of escaping Melbourne. Oh, well, it? it's just lost a lot of things that made it so good, you yeah. know, sport, music, food. Um, totally. You take all those things away and it's it's just a city that's cold in winter. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's chasing the sun now. Yeah. <laughs> on now.
0: Um, so I guess the nature of our chat today is really kind of pull the hood and they talk about insurance and and what people in need, to know, specifically property investors. And before we kick off, just yeah, a little bit about yourself. Uh, what I call the three P. So personally, professionally, and then on a property side as well. What's I guess what's been your exposure and journey, mate?
1: Yeah. So I guess we sort of touched on the personal thing. Yeah. Um, from a property perspective, I haven't bought before. Yeah. Um So I have poured everything into the business since when I started. It's a
0: great uh, one of the great. It's a great asset. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah.
1: it was if I had been able to do both, I would have. So mm. it's like it's a bit of uh you know, I'm not pretending that I would have liked to have done it sooner, but it's sort of one of those things that I just never really been in a position to do it. Yeah. Um, we're getting close to that now. So So this year it's where we're I've been here before and it's now presenting more possibilities, which is good. Um, and the third one from what was a personal property? Yeah. So, and and then professionally, yeah. Yeah, true pride. Yeah. Yeah. So true pride, I started about six years ago. Um, I I love
0: the name by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was, I I had a bad business relationship. (laughs) Um, so, I had a business partner, and we we split up, and yeah. we we were really good friends, and it yeah. turned into not such a good outcome. And I found a saying that true pride was doing what you believed in, iris- irrespective of what other people felt. Nice. And I thought that was something that was really. Representative of that and what was happening at the time, um, but only recently, as I mentioned to you, I've been acquired. Um, yeah, so I think congratulations. Tr- true Pride is, is is no more. So we've um, well, it evolves,
0: right? It's, yeah, it's, I mean the the legacy lives on. It just into a bigger and better correct uh, model, perhaps as well.
1: So I'm heading up the insurance arm um, with the team at Via, um, which will be exciting, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that challenge, which starts on 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 Monday. Congratulations, so, mate. thank Wish you, for Wish every
0: success. Yeah, but thanks. Um, I guess one of the big questions that I want to um, have a chat about is. When I speak to investors, and I mean most of us feel like we're somewhat bulletproof. Maybe COVID's kind of just maybe just brought that back a little bit. Going kind of things health. I, I say to everyone, health is your greatest wealth, right? Forget forget property and assets. So when we talk about the types of insurances, I just want to kind of I want to go back to the beginning. Yep. Start with like the four core insurances that everyone needs to know. I guess what's pros and cons, and and what does someone need to as a basic probably have under their their belt as well.
1: Yeah, so if you're looking at the personal insurances, I think the first delineation is that there's the the general side of things and then the personal insurance. And I know you had Mitch on recently that touched on a lot of the the general side. So what what we look after is the personal insurances. So your life insurance, the total and permanent disability, the trauma insurance and the income protection. So the four have distinct – reasons and definitions and those sorts of things but broadly speaking life insurance is the simplest one (laughs) if you're dead someone else gets some money the total disability is if you can never work ever again you'll be paid a lump sum again the trauma insurance pays upon diagnosis of a list of conditions there's about 40 of them in most policies but if you think heart attack cancer and stroke they're the majority of the ones that are there and the 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 reason that's in place is to take a lot of that financial pressure off at the time of that happening yeah. and the income protection is the one that most people sort of go and seem to understand a bit more about at the moment but that sort of replaces what you can earn from your working life if you're unable again to work. And and the way that that works is if you have a doctor's certificate, you essentially get paid um, yeah, okay. after a period of time which is called the, the waiting period. Yeah, no dramas.
0: I guess it's just on that point about income protection. A lot of people then think, well, hang on, if I'm getting paid income protection, I can't get a loan. But more recently, we've been able to do a number of clients that have been getting paid income protection, workers' workers' compensation, for example. They can still not limit their ability to get a loan so
1: interesting um, yeah, yeah I, I hadn't seen that happen obviously because we're sort of more on the you're on that side the of the payments yeah
0: yes yeah, so, yeah. so i think for anyone that that knows someone that's maybe getting uh, income protection or getting uh, workers compensation that doesn't stop you from getting a loan and quite often people just go to one bank and that, that bank may say no but there's many mm-hmm. you know, other banks that will say yes but to go back to your point about uh, the different types do people cherry pick? Do people go, look, I have a little bit of this, I have a little bit of this, or I have, have a basic amount here, for example. And then they come to you and there's a professional you're going, well, actually, are you, are they underinsured or are they not insured at all when they thought they may have previously have been as well?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a, be, it's a begrudging buy. You know, no mm. one wakes up in the morning and goes, Oh,
0: oh I'd love to cannot, buy some healthy cannot <laughs> wait <laughs> to <laughs> get my <laughs> <buy some laughs> insurance. You
1: know what I mean? It's just, it's just not. It's not realistic. Yeah. So it typically happens when there's trigger events like starting a family, mm. buying a house, taking on debt, those sort of things, are when we tend to start thinking about this. And it, it's generally one of the last things on the list, <laughs> you know. So you get the house, you get the keys, you get, you know, it's a plan where you put things and Absolutely. a life starts and that sort of thing too. Um, and then you come around to thinking about, oh, what happens if something goes wrong? And mm. then it's, oh, how much do we want to spend on this? And so it, it's sort of almost done backwards. And yeah. so the first thing that I sort of try and talk to people about is we've got a principles based approach for working out how much insurance you need. Yeah, okay. And I guess that sort of stemmed from me thinking about it. I, am you know, a sports fan. Yeah. Um, and I, Paul Ruse went from the swans down to my team, the demons. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can't believe that he showed up at the demons day one and said, you know, right. What are we going to do today? He's got a a plan for taking a team from here to here and, and he executes that plan with principles that he has. And so I sort of think about that from the insurance side of things that if we can have these rules that we abide by, then we can help have a standard approach for people but come back with a personalised solution if that makes sense. Yeah, so definitely. I think what I ask permission to do is just have that conversation with people, share what we've found, what we do and and some of the things that I believe in being having the minimum amount of insurance at all times yeah, okay. and being able to adjust as things change. But one of those big ones are that, you know, if you're single <laughs> before kids, mm-hmm. I don't think life insurance is all that important. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you're spending money on things that are only going to make other people rich, yeah. I, I don't understand why you'd be doing that but certainly trying to direct the funds that you're investing into this insurance in the most valuable thing that will protect you is mm. the most important thing i think you can do
0: i guess so i can speak personally like the the outlook on life i want to go from having no children to now having two little girls i'm like your your outlook significantly changed so, okay now i've got people that i'm responsible for and they depend on me and, and, and the decisions that i make so it's about making better Decisions at the time, isn't it? And you won't, you won't know what you won't know until you kind of cross that bridge, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think as well. Like, there's a lot of people that sit in my sort of role, and there used to be the saying that you you reverse the hearse and let people smell the roses. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, back it up. And I just think that fear selling is one of those things that kind of, you know, you mentioned how long I've been doing this. It was one of those things that went out back in the Mm -hmm. early days. I think now you can't really hide from information, you know, Mm. and I I tend to be drawn to working with people that are open to hear an opinion, um, a logical reason behind things and then act accordingly. But I think there's going to be always those people that just want to do it themselves. They want to try and tick a box, but we don't realise how uh, important it can be until you you really do need it, you know. It's like anything. Absolutely. When the rubber hits the road and you need to claim, you really realise how good or bad – your decisions have been,
0: yeah, great, and that's why I personally feel we've had a big focus on insurances with our series because it's one of those topics that we need to be talking about, educating people about, and not going. This is a product that people are trying to pedal or sell. They're here to serve, here to serve, and effectively, you can't sell it without someone wanting or needing it.
1: Correct. Well, I, I, you'd hope that that's where it's yeah. heading. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's obviously choice. There's, there's going to be people that do it differently, mm. um, but ultimately, I think it's about making a decision, finding the right people. And there's so many ways of getting information these days, you know, yeah. podcasts, blogs, videos. I those mean, and your things. videos
0: on YouTube were great. So if anyone's looking to check out some videos of yours. Oh, um, riveting, riveting hours of watching their <laughs> <laughs> insurance Love videos. a good podcast, uh, video series on <laughs> insurance. I mean, you make, it, you make it enjoyable and that's probably another part for maybe a newer demographic or younger demographic. That again, maybe our parents got sold insurance by a door-to-door salesperson, whereas now it's like, hang on, let me find out the person that gets me and and what they're about, what they stand for and, and connect with someone on, on that type of level as well.
1: Yeah. So I guess the thing as well, if you're going down that investment journey with property, yeah. um, that in itself is building a, a self-insurance or a war chest that you can use as part of your insurance plan. So yeah. if you've got, equity, you got tons of money and it doesn't matter, then you're in a position that you could Um, self-insure. The hardest one I find with that is the replacement of income. (laughs) It's very difficult to get that passive income up to a point where it's, I mean, you'd have some people, I'm sure, that if they stop work, they don't need to worry about money purely from their... Property
0: portfolio—a a, a small margin. But most people on the journey, once they get a flavour of investing in property, then they want to keep going and keep and and keep that momentum going in their own portfolio built uh, building as well. Um, the question is, when? When do I reach out to a planner? Or when do I reach out to a specialist in a uh, in a, in the insurance space? Because buying a property from my experience, when people buy in property or an investment, happens so quick. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the property, it's all about the loan, it's happening boom, boom, boom pretty quickly, then it's like settlement and then off we go on our merry way. So when is that that right time, do you think?
1: It's it's pretty it's difficult because there's no urgency to it if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, like so, people need the loan correct.
0: to buy the property, so there is urgency attached to
1: it. So typically, if you know if if it's working, we get referrals from mortgage brokers, yeah. um, that sort of thing happens. But I'll normally say, look, you're going to have so much stuff happen. <laughs> it's going to be getting the house, having settlement, moving in, doing all that sort of thing too. I generally just try and get it to a place where there's time to carve out for it. So yeah, okay. I think yes, there's a there's a slight risk, obviously the by not having insurance, there's a, there's a gap. And um, the longer that gap is, the more that risk grows. But if you're prepared to take some risk Mm. (laughs) and do it in a time which suits you, I think that's probably the way that I've seen it be most successful. Just taking that time because it is a bit of an onerous process. Um, You know, there's, there's medicals, there's questions. It's mainly the headspace that comes to it. And if Mm. you try and do all of it at once, it's generally the thing that falls out. (laughs) I don't know what you've experienced, but it's, like you said, you don't definitely. need the insurance to get the loan.
0: That, and that's exactly it. So its uh, I mean, there, in the UK, I'm pretty sure that it is mandatory, yeah. right? Yeah. So
1: it's different overseas, definitely. And I think, you know, that would make my life <laughs> a lot easier if there was a mandate on it. But I actually like that we have choice in mm. certain things. Um, But I do think that finding a time that, that suits where it can be carved out, get the things sorted, make sure you've got it underway. But realistically, by using someone that knows what they're doing, the input from you shouldn't be that great (laughs) do you know what i mean like so we i I think we need a bit of time to have a conversation and understand what you're trying to do you then need to be able to make a decision and then do some questions to get an application done but realistically if you invested two hours of your time you'll be done
0: yeah nice. Do you know what i mean
1: so but i do think it's important to have that clarity of thinking to to make the right decision
0: and I guess most when I speak to people, I'm like, okay, look, we go through our normal fact finds, so I get our information from our clients, and one of them is, have you got a financial plan or are you covered for your, your, ins- uh, your insurances? I think the default for a lot of people is yes. And when we just quickly ask why, they say, well, it's covered in my super. Mm. Is there a distinct difference between what's covered in your superannuation versus what is not, for example?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest difference between that is that, there's coverage and there's coverage, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's there's the one that you get given as part of your super fund and we might have it, yeah. but the biggest thing is, is it the right amount? Is it too much? Is it not enough? Versus going through the process and understanding what it looks like for you. So yeah, super yeah. funds will typically give, and, and you know, there's they'll give the default amount of insurance, but by default, it's typically a lot lower than what most people, particularly in the capital cities of Australia, like it would cover a quarter of your mortgage sort of thing, mm-hmm. of a million-dollar mortgage, you might have 250 grand worth of coverage. And that yeah, right. could work, but for most people you'll find that it needs a bit of personalization and tailoring. And not to say that you can't fund it from your super fund going forward mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, but by default, unless you've looked at it, it's pretty unlikely that the coverage that you have in place is going to be adequate yeah. because it hasn't been personalised.
0: And when you say personalised, it just hasn't kept up with your life perhaps, right? So it hasn't kept up with the mortgage that you've taken on or maybe – Life changes like getting married, having kids, what else have we got?
1: Yeah, married kids, like divorce, those sorts of things come in, business partnerships, all these different things that can happen that we put on the table that come up from there too. Mm. Um, But also health events. So, you know, what has happened, what has changed, where things have got to over time as, you know, we're we're all getting older (laughs) and we tend to fall apart. Um, So health will change over time and and that's sort of one of those things that you come back to and you look at and go, the earlier you can get it done, the better from a health perspective. But it's also one of those things that it can be changed. But the, the policies through your super fund is one of those really common ones where you think it's done until you actually have a look at it and I is do it done to where you need to, to be. Start is this this,
0: this yeah. uh, conversation is general in nature and, and not intended to give advice. <laughs> so I will throw that in there and we'll probably put that back at the top as well. But. Um, we're, we're really fortunate that we've had the the benefit of working on a mutual client together and again we're not going to give away any names or anything but something was fairly innocent where i was like hey look if you want to have a chat they asked for a recommendation i gave a couple of names um and they they had the, um, the pleasure of reaching out to yourself and the next thing i get this wonderful email from yourself saying hey, by the way we've got them x amount of dollars uh, through a claim can you just kind of take us through that journey and and what happened um, to go from uh, having a chat to them to actually reaching that, re- realising that they had a, a valid claim?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things emotion. that I'm, I'm really passionate about is trying to have robust conversations. That, yeah. And same as you, you know, you, you really get into it. You, you can understand what you're doing a lot better if you can understand the person. And yeah. So by diving deep into it, we look pretty pretty intensely at what's happened as well. So um, particularly when there's products in place currently so yeah, okay. if you do come and you've got policies through your super fund for example like we we're talking about before if anyone's looking at making any changes to that you want to be pretty certain that you're not entitled a to benefits from those policies that are there before they're cancelled yeah <laughs> and b that what you're getting into is actually going to leave you in a better position yeah and so through that questioning we just because
0: that's what quite a few people I think in the royal commission was probably one of the big things that came out 100%. was like they did away with good policies for example replacement with inferior policies or ones that actually suited the plan better than what suited the client as so well. So
1: we, we spend a big bulk of our time, you know, it looks pretty easy, but the big part of our job is the comparisons mm. and the work that we do behind there. There'd be four or five hours of work to compare the, each of those nitty-gritty bits to make sure that it makes sense, you know. Yeah. So, you know, if it's prostate cancer for men or breast cancer for women, if we're leaving it in a position that makes it worse for you, then I haven't really done my job at all okay. and it's – I take that responsibility a bit like you do with the loans Absolutely. is that jump on board. <laughs> we've we've got this process. where a trained eye, you correct. know exactly
0: what we're looking for.
1: And not to say that, again, you can't do it on your own, but it's, uh, we've been looking at this for a really long time <laughs> and um, I like it more than most. Um, I, I'm passionate about it, but I'm more passionate about getting the things and the outcomes and making it feel easy where it's actually a fair bit to it. Mm. But one of those things was looking back into what, could have been done previously, and for the client that we were talking about before, something that they had in their health pass that wasn't overly invasive to them to the point they didn't even think to claim on their policies. When we looked a little bit further, um, going back, finding the documentation from the year that they actually had the diagnosis, we could find that we actually had grounds to claim retrospectively, and and we we're able to do that and get a get a check that they weren't really expecting before we'd even done mm-hmm. our work at all. So that's it's it's a rare it's a rare win it's but a rare it was win, certainly, but it's still a
0: win yeah right? the win to be celebrated where you go someone was actually entitled to something and it just took it took a professional to to get their value out.
1: I think the thing is with insurance most people think that it's never going to pay. Uh, there's mm. there's always that myth uh, the myth that you have in your head and the stats in Australia are incredible, particularly for the personal insurance. Irrespective of whether you go back through your super fund, you call the one off the TV, <laughs> you go through an advisor, it's more than 92% of all claims in Australia are successful. So incredible, I, right? I think the thing that we think about when we think about insurances are your travel insurance, not paying, you know, car your insurance, car insurance yeah. wasn't covered, your health insurance, you, there's excess. But from a personal insurance perspective, you couldn't be further from the point. And some of those ones that don't go through should never have been submitted in the first place. Right. So the majority of the ones that are going through are, are, are paid out to the the amount that you thought it was going to be covered on the on, on the policy itself.
0: Yeah. And I guess- when you talk about the DIY model versus entrusting an advisor or or, or someone that's an expert, the likelihood, again, I'm not blowing smoke, but almost to say that going through an advisor, again, like going through a broker, there's skin in the game, which means I'm not going to stop till we get you the best outcome and asking every damn question that we can that we're giving this every chance that the claim will get paid, for example, a loan will get approved. Correct. Well.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's addressing it up front. You know, if we're not putting things through in a nice bundle, you know what yeah. I mean, like when you're submitting a loan. You, oh, you you're,
0: put a pretty bow on top and you go, here you go, bank, I've done all the work for you and you don't need to think. It's very much it's it's all the boxes are ticked now, you need to approve it.
1: Because it reflects on you, right? You're proud of what you put forward and, yeah. and I'm proud of the claims work that we do because ultimately the experience that comes from there is huge and I mm-hmm. think that's one thing we haven't done very well as, a, as an industry History is sort of mention that side of things in terms of hey we've had the success because it's difficult you can't mention people's names Do you know yeah. what I mean like it's it's not every day you have a claim and you want to put someone on camera to talk about the, the mental condition, uh, the medical condition that they had rather. Yeah. Um, so it's not the easiest thing to to do. So we've just tried to do a couple of things, put novelty size checks and written a bit of a story around it and sort of thank the insurance company that have done it. So just trying a few different things there that have allowed us to share that story a bit better.
0: Mm. And you just mentioned there about, you know, you, you engage the insurance agency. It's not us versus them either, right? Like somewhat all in it together, so yeah. yourself, the client, the the insurer, It's everyone should be on the same page and, and work into that outcome as well, right?
1: Well, that's the hard part. And we've seen pricing change, and that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm spending my time on at the moment is, is dealing with a lot of these pricing increases. And um, one Something's thing- premium correct yeah so yeah premiums have definitely been rising particularly in certain areas so income protection has been one that's been pretty heavily hit right. um and one of the reasons for that is that the claims have gone and been paid out a lot higher than what they were expecting the insurance companies were okay. and also some of the products that they designed themselves were too generous and too much in the favour of you as a customer and i know that sounds a bit sounds a bit strange you know yeah. like they designed the product
0: anti- <laughs> Quite facing but yeah
1: but they the insurance companies design their products they then price those products and and we as customers bought them and, Mm. and i as an advisor sold them um and now they're saying oh look we didn't price them correctly in the first place and you're the ones who have to pay but i guess if you think about it from the perspective of insurance for those of you that never need to claim you're actually providing the money for those that do need to claim And the the reverse happens if you do need to be one of those people that claim there needs to be the money there to pay you and that's where it comes from. So Mm. we do have that all in it together sort of philosophy I think but it's also important then to make sure that you've got a strategy for – only covering the gaps that you need and not just doing what most people do. They finally get around to doing it. They bought the house. They put their cover in place. Oh, I'm so glad that's done. Never look at it again. And their premiums are five, six times what they were Mm. when they took them out 10 years later. And they don't need that much cover because I genuinely believe that your needs will change over time and that's generally less. You know, as your kids grow up, as you pay down your debt, mm. as things change in your life, you don't need as much insurance. Yeah. And if you haven't got a strategy for reducing that, then you're just going to keep overspending. Yeah.
0: I get blown away by the amount of people that as soon as they buy it, before they even buy the car, you have to you know, have your car insurance, for example, and now with a lot of banks, when you buy the property, you have to have the um, certificate of currency or the insurance policy in order to get the final approval and, and move on whereas for us again going back to us being our greatest assets yeah you know, health well-being our uh, ability to earn we don't have that same uh, what's the word same focus or mm. same vigilance around it why is that do you think i mean you've spoken to a lot of people about this and probably some very successful people as well that don't uh, that just don't see themselves as their greatest asset well,
1: I just don't think you think about it. You know, yeah. I don't think if you mentioned being bulletproof and mm. it's one of those things that there's no instant gratification for it at all. You know, like there's nothing that you get tangibly out of being protected. Yeah. It's a, it's a peace of mind thing. Um, and what value do you put on that will depend. You know what I mean? But the real tangibility of it only happens if and when something mm. were to go wrong. And it's only a small amount of people that. Actually happen. that actually claim. Yeah. So I mean we would have done oh, about eleven claims last year out of sort of four five hundred people. So it's not a it's huge
0: percentage, yeah. It's
1: not a huge percentage of people. Those eleven people are stoked, right? Yeah. Like they're they're absolutely wrapped. But I'm pretty sure if you ask the other four hundred you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's oh so glad I paid those premiums for that peace of mind. So given that it's not tangible, I think it's also something difficult to mm. pay for. And um so maybe that's it, but I don't know, just think. There's always a horror story about insurance if you Google any of the insurance companies, the reviews are horrible oh, because...
0: I mean, same with banks, like, no one leaves glowing reviews for a bank or an insurer, right? I love no. to pay my bank the interest, for example. So, said no one ever, but yeah.
1: But it's exactly the same for the insurance. You're only going to hear the bad ones. A current affair, they only going to pick up the bad ones. Yeah. You're going to hear bad stories about advisors, all those sort of things. And I think that's the nature of the beast. And yeah. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to demystify a little bit is that help, 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 help. Yeah. Um, yes, we're an option to get it done. We're not the only one and we don't work we're not the right solution so we're best for those that have more complex needs so families um if you're before kids or post kids there's plenty of other ways that you can do it without paying someone to get it done and we've got a lot of free tools that you can use and i'll put together a website for the podcast itself so if you need to grab any of that sort of stuff it'll all be there but not everybody needs to get professional advice on the insurances but if you do then it can it can be really beneficial
0: beautiful just on that, mate, you mentioned that we've got a resource that we can check out. So, what's your um, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, I just I put it on the personal website, createbigelow.com.au forward Beautiful. slash API. Um, mm-hmm. So, put it on there. Put it all together for you, mate. Beautiful. Put the tools. There's, you, a, uh, there's a there's mis- a uh, 29 common mistakes that I yeah, found. Yeah. So, we did a 14 page guide on that, oh, <laughs> and then also uh, the calculator that we put together on Facebook. Which you put in all your personal details, and it sends you a report on how much insurance you need. Mate, how so good's that? It's there for all the listeners.
0: Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate and i wish you every success i know that you guys are you know true pride's transitioning and man onwards and upwards i say for you guys and, and carly as well can't wait to see where you guys take yourselves Thank in you business mate. personally and professionally mate. it's been wonderful having you on and uh, like i said if you if you do want to check out craig on on youtube definitely do that because it's helpful it's wonderful information that you're sharing and you're doing a great service to your industry mate well done
1: thanks mate appreciate it
0: lovely uh, until next time you take it easy and that's been another episode of the australian property investment podcast thanks